ladies and gentlemen, trees and non-binaries, to another exciting episode of The Hostile Takeover, the weekly show where I, Adam Ray, the user tinkerer, and a very special guest talk about their set game of the week, PC, console, tabletop, or anything in between. Actually, and given the theme of today's episode, I should add mobile to that mix because it's only fair and it's a emerging platform for games as it is, and I'm very excited to talk about something very special. Uh, for those of you joining us through our Patreon support, Thank you for showing us your kind donation every month. It really goes a long way, and we do depend on all of you. For those patrons, you all know that you get access to our written content many days in advance and extended unepisode episodes of every podcast we produce, this one and, of course, the Geek Podcast, done by Super Dummy Paul DeMac. But enough of our ramblings and getting our housekeeping out of the way. For those who want to show us support, just simply look to patreon.com forward slash fantastic universes and we'd look forward to seeing you there but now we can finally load up and go into the main event because this man is a very dear friend someone i have gamed with in many different arenas many different arenas now that i think about it across many different platforms for a while but i pride myself on being surrounded by some very interesting and unique people and this is a person that i have gamed with in many ways and i defer to him for a lot of things because he does some things so well one day I'll get him on talking about the character development process for Dungeons and Dragons for the uh, twice a week Dungeons and Dragons segment that I do with uh, SE Variant Special Productions. But for now, we're going to load up our iPhones and Android devices for a mobile classic. But I'm going to have to introduce our dear friend Philip Clark of, What's up? of No Ordinary Heroes fame. How are you, my good pal? Oh, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing. Doing well indeed, yes, definitely. We yeah. catch you usually on our streams with No Ordinary Heroes, uh, streaming from across the pond because the power of Dungeons and Dragons always calls you back to us, even if your little one wants to make an appearance most of the time. Yes, of course. I, I feel like uh, at this point, probably I should just have a travel companion, which is like a, a goblin or a gnome or something that just occasionally pops up. I mean, like that would be a fairly easy solution, and I'm more than happy to workshop something. Might right. be like. Um, like some sort of some sort of gremlin that likes to be around and bash and make noise, mm-hmm. but uh, that is something we will get back to once we hit the Dungeons and Dragons tables. But for those who may not necessarily know little old you, because you're a new guest to the show, this is something I like to do with everybody as they're on their first appearance. I have had creators and people that uh, work on content, but I also have some of my dear friends. But the thing that unites all of them is that they are capital G gamers. So mm-hmm. I've been in and out of your house plenty of times, so I know that you have a very seasoned console collection. But for the listeners mm-hmm. at home, what is your gamer backstory? Oh, man. Um, I guess it, it first started early 2000s-ish. Um, I was at my cousin's house. Well, I suppose my aunt and uncle's house, technically, um, for Christmas one year. And my cousin got a PlayStation, the original PlayStation um yeah yeah man the ps1 taking it way back that's a slice of history right there yeah for for all of you young listeners i apologize Um, and for all of you older listeners i also apologize (laughs) Um, uh, so yeah that was that was the first um slice of gaming and and the first game that i remember playing was um a nice a nice little uh fighting game called battle arena torshenden um and my sister can can attest to this. That was that was our game whenever we went around there. Like me and her would just essentially steal our cousin's PlayStation and just play that for hours on end. 
Um, it got so bad to the point where one Christmas we got a PlayStation 2 for my sister and I, and um, the PlayStation 1 games were compatible with PlayStation 2. My cousin just gave us Battle Arena to Shenden. Oh, amazing. It had <laughs> yeah. truly become your game. It's just like, here, I give this to you. You need it more than we do. Um, so that that was that's like my first console console experience. And then I had a Game Boy Color Advance SP. Oh, way dude. back when that was the flippy yeah. one right no 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 just the straight um just a straight one. Oh wow the, the vintage one yeah, yeah. okay classic yeah, yeah. yeah i had the straight one in there and then the flippy one um and then the uh nintendo ds obviously that sort of cornered the market in terms of handheld gaming um and uh yeah and then it just transcended from there from the playstation 2 i actually briefly went on to the xbox 360 at the time um because a lot of my friends uh, at school had the uh had the xbox and you know they wanted to play online and stuff um and then i immediately jumped back from the xbox 360 to the playstation 4 because then my friends afterwards had the playstation 4. like i had two i had the group of friends in high school that had the xbox 360 and then when everyone sort of separated i made new friends at the uh, new college that i was going to um, and they all had the PlayStation 4, so I was like, all right, bet, I'm going to drop that. Um, and I've been on PlayStation 4 ever since. Yeah, that's very relatable to any... To, uh, this must be a thing for like kids our age growing up, or, yeah. uh, no matter what school or what country you're from, there was always sort of a turf war between the PlayStation kids and the Xbox kids, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you had to represent your console quite strongly. I got a lot of flack for being an Xbox kid, but I stand by, um, I stand by my love of Halo very heavily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was on the PlayStation because that's what I was used to growing up. You know, obviously, I think if I'd have got an Xbox, that would have been, you know, I'd have been an Xbox kid. But I was, I guess, I'm uh, I'm flexible in terms of of gaming. I can pick up on on any sort of console and do relatively well. Um, just because I've, I guess, I've had an experience on all of them. You know, like the. Uh, Nintendo Wii, you know, the um, the PlayStation and the Xbox, and um, you know, you get, you give me like five or ten minutes, I'm sure I could get a handle on the Switch and you know things like that. Like, luckily, the uh, the developers and, and the uh, the game companies don't you know drastically change their uh, their layouts and, and what you know what they do. Um, so yeah, that, and and now um now I am an avid mobile gamer because I have a life now and yeah, mobile gaming is the only thing I can take with me. Yep, with your uh full time around the clock position and your little one making lots of noise, I think a solace that mobile gaming provides something that a lot of people retreat into. And honestly, like while you were going through your history, I was looking through the the Google Marketplace right now just to see what was trending, and it's there is an actual laundry list of stuff. Um, I was recommended a lot of good card stuff at the minute, but then there's also stuff very similar to your Engine Impact and your big overworld adventures. And mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure stuff like AFK K Arena and oh, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that will always be trending. And what was the what was that amazing fantasy RPG fighter that you recommended years ago that's still trending? Oh, Smite. That's it. Yes, yeah, Smite. That, yeah, I think so. That one. That one's definitely going to be always key but for those who want to retreat to familiar characters and characters that i know you love deeply well we can focus in on the great heroes created by uh stanley and jack kirby of marvel comics mm-hmm. so yeah 
Uh, yeah, the uh, the game is called Marvel Strike Force. It yep. is free to download and mostly free to play. I mean, I'm 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 free to play and I'm doing pretty all right right now. Um, you can obviously spend money in the game if you want to. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it is a solid game that you will lose hours to. Um, just constantly like checking, even if nothing's going on and you've used all like energy or whatever. You'll just be like, mm, is there anyone I can just like upgrade real quick or like level up or anything? So you'll just sit there scrolling through your roster and be like, mm, well, okay, I don't want to necessarily waste resources on this person, but if I don't, what about this? So it's it's got a lot going on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's free to play on Android and uh, an Apple, like you said. Um, there is also a, a computer version. I think it's um, with BlueStacks, I think is is what it is. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure if you Google you know, Marvel Strike Force download, you'll be able to, to get it. Um, but I, I obviously play it on the uh, on a good old Android telephonic, um, <clears throat> and it, it runs pretty smoothly for me on there. I have no uh, no issues or complaints. Um, it is, uh, I'd say, a team building RPG. I don't I don't necessarily think it's it's like a sort of typical RPG or, or you know, leans into anything else. It, it's definitely an RPG um, because of the way that you level up characters and, you know, gear levels and scores and, and all of that. And there's you know, missions and, and different game modes and stuff. But you got to not necessarily smartly build a team. Um, the characters have, like, tags. Um, like, I'll take four, for example. Um, he has two, let me actually open four so I can tell you all of the tags. So um two standard tags, heroes or villains, you know, pretty, pretty common. Um, and then you have like their uh, their background, where they're from. Um so it'll be like cosmic or bio, um, skill, tech, and mutant, I think are the five. Um, and then you'll have like what class they are, I guess. Um, which would be like mystic, um, protector, um, nope. No, that's after. Ah, sure. Um, well, don't you worry about that. I feel like you've given us quite a good yes. foundational start to go on with. So I think we can sort of mostly strip back because I'm coming into this from, well, in terms of mobile gaming, technically I play a lot of Genshin Impact, even though the mobile version of Genshin Impact is actually very janky and mm. you're not, not going to get the same sort of interaction that you get as if you were playing it on PC or on PlayStation. But We'll we'll still scale back because I'm sure yeah. that yeah, that get mobile developers to have the same sort of mechanics here and there because from what you've been saying, they're all uh, things I can follow along quite clearly. So, r- roughly speaking, you say it's a uh, tr- very traditional RPG in the fact that you have your characters and you go through certain loopholes, quests, missions other encounters to try and level them up in specific ways and mm-hmm. i presume that it's going to have the really annoying thing where you have your own set of xp and each of the characters has their own set of xp and there are several several upgrades you can put on each character and each of those have their separate xp am i right uh yes and no okay um, so you you have your standard xp um which is you know for you as a as a commander to level up right um and then each character has character shards and um, you get the character shards by, you know, opening orbs or sometimes mission events will have the, uh, will have shards for characters. Um, but essentially 
the characters go up to five stars. Um, there are two sets of stars, yellow stars and red stars. You got to get them all the way up to seven yellow stars to be able to get them all the way up to seven red stars. Um, and each, I guess, increment from star level has a certain amount of character shards that you need to get. So, for example, going from five character shards from five character stars up to six character stars, it takes two hundred character shards for you to be able to unlock the sixth star. And yeah, so on, so on. So a little aspect of like they each have their own XP, but it's sort of common amongst the whole lot because right? right. it's it's the same amount that you need for every single character. Um, and then they have gear, um, which is specific to their type of characters. So like I said, Cosmic has a different type of gear to like Biowood or Mutant or whatever. Um, and then all of them have their own abilities and movesets, which you can rank up and, you know, so on and so on, which require um, ability uh, ability enhancements, or what they're called, um, which, you know, they rank up in, in gear as well. There are like four tiers to them. Um, and obviously the higher the, the ability that you're trying to rank up, the greater the number and, and higher tiered um, ability enhancement you would need. So in aspect, yes, but it's, I guess, on, okay. on a basic foundation, it would be, yes, it's just a little different yeah. the way that they mechanically work it. Yeah, so the way that characters level up is similar, but the amount you want to invest in each of them is different. And I imagine like once you build, build a team together, the way that they work with each other is different. The way they all fight is different. Yeah, they all have yeah. their strengths and weaknesses and, and such, which is perfectly natural and great for team building and team recruiting. So um, yeah, so what's the actual recruitment process like? Because in my head, I'm still feeling a lot of similarities to a lot of the other free-to-play models like this. So I'm just going to keep coming back to Genshin Impact. There's mm -hmm. a sort with that game. There's a sort of like lottery system, like a gacha lottery system on how other characters come to you. And sometimes there are missions that can get you more characters. Very rarely, but how does it work here? How does it work with okay. Marvel Shadows? Um, it, it's a lot less lottery. Um, the majority of them are farmable. Um, yeah, the majority of them are farmable. Um, there, there are some that aren't. Um, but <clears throat> for the most part, the, the game straight off gives you, you know, free characters. Um, I think the first three or four that you get are like Spider-Man, Luke Cage, um, Shield Medic, Punisher. Um, I think, oh, Electra for villains and Crossbones for villains as well. I think the first characters that you get for like free from the game. Um, <clears throat> and then as you go through campaign, um, there are oh geez, there are different campaigns. So there's a straight off, there will be a hero's campaign and a villain's campaign. Um, the hero's campaign, uh, you know, has seven chapters of nine like missions within each chapters. And on some of the missions, you are able to unlock character shards. Um, so let's take, for example, chapter one, um, like chapter 1.9. Um, will give you Hawkeye shards. So you can play through that mission, you know, a number of times depending on your energy level, and you can unlock, you know, a certain amount of Hawkeye shards. Um, so the recruitment process for that, you know, like campaign modes, um, 
there are you know various different characters that you can unlock um there's also like game stores um game mode stores so i guess i guess it would be easier if i just say to get like there, there are one two three four five six different game modes um the campaign uh blitz raids arena and war uh, that was five uh maybe i'm missing one oh uh real-time arena they just don't have a um a store because they have a different uh, reward system so essentially you get um tickets every time you go through blitz uh, game mode every time you go through raids arenas and uh, war game modes um and there are, you can spend those tickets on character shards um for the blitz it is 500 tickets and you get five character shards of a specific roster of characters um so for example couple of them in here are, you know, The Thing, Rhino, Rescue Toad, Electro, She-Hulk, you know, a, a vast array of, of different ones. Um, and those in the arena characters will always stay the same. Um, but the characters that show up in the raid store and war store will rotate every four or five hours. Um, so you'll have a chance of, of getting like five character shards for different characters, depending on, you know, who shows up? Um, so, I so that, yeah, they're, they're farmable in you know some characters are not games, very yeah. farmable, farmable. Other characters, you know, you have to grind through um, the campaign and you know wait for your energy to refresh and things like that. So, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, there there are different levels of it. I suppose that quick turnaround, four or five hours before that game mode rewards reset, is quite intense. Just that. It, requires you to be like consistently checking of loss like oh okay this is a good lineup i need shards of this character and this character i'm going to do a couple of matches of this uh wait okay i don't care about this one i'll let my energy go back up yep wait for the next one oh, okay i'm going to check on checking on these characters so there's going to be like always like that sleeping period where you're just going to be like all right so two whole teams will just go by they all have no say i was just like but if i don't sleep then i can yeah. get who i want yeah basically yeah basically. that's 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 really relatable really relatable but um yeah so we were talking about you were talking about like i'll do these game modes if i have the energy if i if my energy's reset mm -hmm. uh for those for again harkening back to genshin impact and my frame of reference that's uh, very similar to resin you spend your resin on rewards against certain boss battles or certain dungeons to get certain rewards so it sounds mm -hmm. like there's something similar here i feel like that's just a design in um mobile gaming that it, somewhat time caps you so that you play consistently enough to get those rewards but you can't just spam it or else you just like max out everybody so how is the energy system is it reasonable or does it annoy you like every other time in mechanic uh it it it, it used to annoy me but i got um i got better at at sort of saving my my energy <laughs> um because my game mode resets at 7 p.m um I guess it would be EST, um, sure. Eastern Standard Time, which would be um, 12 midnight um, GMT because I first started this game back in England, right? That, that's when, yeah, yeah. So it would refresh at midnight every night for me when I was over in England. But because I'm now in the good old United States of America, it refreshes earlier for me. So I get to tell all of the, um, like, 
people in my alliance um, like, hey, you know, the character shots that they're giving us for free this month are this character or, um, you know, the rewards for this are this character. Um, so so I'm able to, to let everyone in my alliance know because every month they give you um, like a login calendar type deal, right? So every, I don't know the specifics, maybe like a week, um, every week they'll give you um, up to 25 character shards for a specific character. This month they're doing Red Skull. Um, so we're, we're able to, to get him up a little bit. Um, and then there's a login character for legendary events as well, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I'm, I'm able to tell the, um, you know, the, the alliance that I'm like, hey, you know, this month the shards are this person and this month the shards are this person and, you know, the rewards are this or, hey, this legendary is, you know, the next legendary is going to be this person because I get it, I get it through earlier. Yeah. Um, and they're able to sort of, you know, adjust where, where they want it. Um, but the, the energy, is um is a little janky um it obviously scales up with your level your commander level um so right now i'm commander level 78 and i have like 137 regular campaign energy as the max and like 120 um isolate campaign energy which is a different game mode and gets you different rewards um but every seven hours, I think, um, it gives you more campaign energy. Um, so in three hours and 24 minutes, I will get 80 campaign um, shards for each of the campaign, including the Silver Samurai campaign event that they're running right now because they just did an update. Um, so so it's, it's janky in, in terms of if you run out of the um energy and you don't have like refresh tickets um then you have to spend power cores and power cores are like the finite resource in the game um you can spend them on ability orbs you can spend them on you know refreshing campaign like they're the sort of you can spend power cores on anything in the game um to be able to like refresh it quicker or get through the you know game modes or whatever the case may be um so right now I have 110 because there was a uh, a legendary event that recently came up and I was trying to get one of the characters up to be able to unlock the legendary. Um, so I was I was just refreshing the character um, campaign mission so that I could uh, just spam the auto and you know get their get their shots. First, there was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I Am The Night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones, I am the knight. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Three, two, one. Harley Quinn? Harley fucking Quinn? 
What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Gogurt. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat me, nuts. I definitely do not fuck bat. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't fuck with Lois Lane. For fuck's sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion podcast network. In a world of stereotypes, being called a geek comes with a certain image. There is still that ingrained thing within me that is a little bit embarrassed about it. In reality, geek culture has never been more mainstream, and behind every geek is a real story. My dad was the one who got me into Star Wars and things. Join me, your super dummy Paul, as I continue my learning experience and talk to the real people. I'm a secondary school teacher, so I teach 11 to 16 year olds in English. Hear their stories exclusively on fantastic universes. He's one of them like, you've ever gonna grow up? And I'm like, no, why should I? I, I like my life, I, I enjoy what I do, this is my hobby. Available on all your favorite podcast catchers. Hi, my name's Steve, and I'm here to tell you all about the DC Comics News Podcast. Every week, my friends and I sit down and discuss everything DC. Movies, TV and streaming, comic books, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Whatever the case, you can find the DC Comics News Podcast on every podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Spotify. Stitcher. And everywhere else you find podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. <laughs> Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher.
kinder to newer players because it would refresh a lot quicker every time you're leveling up so you could go through the, the missions easier. But when you hit about I don't know, 55 to 60 is when it starts slowing down on the refresh. Um, and like the, the level system sort of uh, slows down a little bit for you. Yeah. Um, and then it can get a little bit difficult to sort of get out of that habit of just spending like the power cores or just trying to hit the refresh if you don't have the uh, have the refresh tickets. Um, you can get a little bit more more annoying and, and janky because you're just like, oh man, but I'm so close to getting this character. Like I just need like two character shards. Um, and let me tell you, if the game knows, right? Because if you need like <laughs> one or two, like any less than five, the game's not going to give you any of them, right? Yeah. So you have to refresh the character, refresh the campaign mission to be able to like do it like three times. And it's it's stupid, but I guess it, it works for the game. No, it definitely works as it draws the players back in. It draws like, mm -hmm. okay, is it, is it reset now? Is it giving me who yeah. I want now? Yeah. Okay, about now? Yeah, that's definitely a thing that uh, free play models have to do because because that's the way that they guarantee that they just draw you in. There's something about being able to min-max and specifically build who you love just the right way. It can really suck you right in. But yeah, it's an inter it's interesting that the uh, the energy, uh, the the limited resource sort of scales up based on your... Uh, Based on your overall level, what's the mm -hmm. what's the max just for my curiosity? Um, it would be eighty five is is the max level at the moment for a for a commander. And you're at what's your seventy eight? Okay, wow. So yeah, you you ground out quite a bit then. Oh yeah, I, I can tell you specifically how many days I have logged in. Give me one second. Uh, yes, that's I have logged in three hundred and thirty eight days. Wow. Yeah. Pretty soon yeah, it, be, it, yeah. gives, it gives you a reward for 360. So uh, I'll, I'll get there in a month's time. Yeah, that's that seems reasonable. Does it show no. you how many hours played? Uh, no, no, um, no, it, it does not. It that's just, a shame. Uh, it just logged in for that many days. Um, at least I don't think so. You might do on my character thing. Um, no, that just tells me like how I'm doing in game. Um, so, like, how many characters I've collected, what my latest ranks on the different game modes are, that sort of stuff. Um, okay. So, no, it doesn't tell you how many hours I've played. I, I don't want to even know how many hours I've put into this. Because there, uh, there'll be times where I'm at work where I'll just have it, like, up running in the background, just doing some auto missions, and I, I don't even want to know. Well, still, that, that, then that's just that's just good farming. That's just you knowing how to manage stuff. That's, that is fine. But still, there's something about games like this that just suck us back in. Mm -hmm. And I think I think a big appeal for you was the fact that it was Marvel IP and Marvel mm -hmm. characters. And from just some of the names you've been dropping, it seems like people from across Marvel's history, you've got like the obvious titans, but some really obscure people out there. So as a Marvel, oh, yeah. so as a Marvel nut and a big comics guy, how's the representation of Marvel comics in this game? Dude, it's everyone. It it's is. Everyone everyone um I'm gonna I'm throw some some names out to you okay so um the the favorite characters that I've got at the moment are two specific teams uh, just because they're my best teams and, and I'm trying to grind them up a little bit so the first team would be the Asgardians so uh, ju ju just from me telling you that who do you yeah. assume is on that team Thor, Loki and some members of the Warriors 3 no interesting Thor, I don't imagine Loki. you yeah okay I was going to say, you probably couldn't have Loki. Okay. Oh, yeah, the might set that as up. Hello. Uh-huh. And then Sif is the fifth one. Each okay. team has five numbers. 
Okay, that's fair. All right. Yeah. I was just going to say it might not have worked for you to have Loki on the same team as some other heroes because um, you said something about hero and villains, but mm -hmm. then that was the campaign mode. So that was just a, one of the, that's probably a team for a different game mode, was it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the game modes in a second. But yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, the second team that I favorite at the moment is a symbiotes team. Okay. So, uh, which is, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, Venom and, Carn Venom and Carnage. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I imagine they'd work pretty well together, but that's probably they also have probably have a very similar playstyle. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, my very basic symbiotes knowledge just sort of plummets back into yeah, the toilet. Yeah. So who's that, on the team? Uh, Spider-Man symbiote, which is Black Suit Spider-Man. Oh, nice. Yep. Uh, Anti-Venom yep. and Scream. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... Obviously, you've got your standard Wave 1 Avengers, um, so like Cap, Thor, um, yeah, Thor, obviously, Hulk, Iron Man, Widow, and Hawkeye. Um, but uh, let me let me go through and find a, a relatively obscure one. Um, well, is there like okay. a character directory? Is there like what? Is there like a big list that shows you everybody? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's uh, yeah, you can you can go onto the roster and and it shows you everything. I'm sure you can Google it as well. Um, but Mr. Sinister is in the game. Wow, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Moon Knight is in the game. Hell yeah, you love Moon Knight. I love Moon oh, Knight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you um, have Moon Knight? I do, I do. I have all of them apart from like end game stuff. And obviously they, they update relatively regularly. Um, so I don't have like three or four of the newest, newest characters, but I pretty much have everyone apart from like end game level stuff and some of the legendaries. Um, but it's yeah, it's got people like um, do 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 swarm, wow. um, multiple man, uh, long shot, um, shatterstar, like Karnak. Uh, yeah, there there are some some relatively ones that you wouldn't think like scientist supreme from AIM, graviton from AIM. Um, um everyone else is kind of i guess when, once you know like the teams then then it makes sense that other characters are in there um but yeah the the most obscure ones i would probably say are the uh the infinity war characters uh infinity watch characters sorry right um and they are um let me go to their to their tag real quick yeah, you can search characters up by like, um, like what tags they have. Right. Um, so the Infinity Watch um, characters, the the two that aren't like you know obscure would be Gamora and Nebula, right? You'd figure they're going to be in a game because of their popularity thanks to the Guardians of the Galaxy series. But then you have Moon Dragon um, and Philavel um, and Adam Warlock. Nice. The other yeah. three characters. Um, yeah. Now, Philavel is the only one that I had no like. I didn't know anything about her, so I had to uh, quickly, you know, refresh my memory. Um, Moon Dragon and Adam Warlock I knew about. Um, yeah. But yeah. So yeah, there 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 are obscure characters. Um, Stature is is in the game. Um, you know, Ant Man's daughter. Um, so yeah, it's the the roster is vast and. Um, and and you know well represented um obviously you got your standard like minions and stuff like a hydra rifle trooper 
um, like I said, Shield Medic, Shield Security, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah. Definitely represented a lot of a lot of Marvel comics really well. And uh, I, I really appreciate that. They could have very easily cheaped out. And obviously, like the obvious and uh, very popular characters are probably like among like your starters or among some of the easier, if that's possible, ones to level yeah. up. But you get but you get benefits of playing with just about everybody. Mm-hmm. So um the actual like now that you once you gather this huge, um, sometimes popular, sometimes obscure team of Marvel heroes and villains together, so you've got everybody up to a respectable level, and you're going to go into the game modes. And you said there were like five or six. Uh, then, yeah, there there are six altogether. Yeah. Yeah, and imagine like team comps based on what everybody can do and what everybody's good with, and who everybody else synergizes with would matter a lot between the different game modes. But like, as vanilla as possible, is it like? What are the actual gameplay loops? Is it like a team v team battler? Do you go against mobs? How does it how does it roll out? No, it, it is it is. Um, you always have a team of five. Uh, you always have a team of five. There are game modes like the campaign modes. Um, the opposition will have a certain amount of enemies that you have to go through, um, and they will just come in waves. Um, so let's say, for example, there were like sixteen enemies. They could you could start off facing two of them, and then the next one could have like six come in. And then the next one could have whatever's left over, right? So it, it depends on you know what the, the game has in waves. Um, for Blitz, Arena, War, and the real-time Arena, um, those four game modes, you always go up against another team of five. Um, arena is a kind of PvP. Um, it's like a PvPe type deal. Um, where you set up in arena defense and you have your arena offensive team. Um, so you would go up against other players' arena defense teams. Um, and you can pick your you know, arena offense from whatever roster of characters you have. Um, Blitz is you go up against an AI that creates the team of five um, and they will just, you know, whatever. Uh, real-time arena is the one where you go straight up against PvP um you know you're playing against other players in the game at that current moment um alliance war is where you go in with your whole alliance and you face off against another alliance and you have to take out their and well not not their entire helicarrier but you have to take out more rooms or more um like defense teams than they take out of yours uh and then there are raids and raids are three different types um, known as Ultimus raids, Doom raids, and uh, Greek raids. The Greek raids are Gamma, Beta, and Alpha. Um, and you know, you get different character shots, different rewards, whatever for each raid. Um, that is similar to the campaign in where um, it will be in like waves of, you know, a number of, of bad guys that you have to go through and defeat. Um, raids are significantly more difficult than um, campaigns and the raids get more difficult the further on in the raid you get so if you're using your best teams at the start and you wipe out you know three or four in because you haven't healed them up or whatever then when it comes to later on you're left with the shittier teams you're not going to be able to do as much right um and again it's it's the it's the entire alliance going in and, and trying to clear through as much of the raid as possible to get the highest rewards as possible 
So you really want to, you know, work with your reliance in both the war and the raids, um, because the reward system is great, and um, and it helps like rank up your reliance, so you can get, you know, maybe better players come in, or you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but obviously, the higher the the ranking you are in war and raids, the higher the rewards. So simple stuff. Um, but yeah, the the campaigns there are, I don't know like six different campaign things. The basic ones are heroes and villains, where you can either play as heroes characters or villains characters. And then you've got the Nexus, which kind of the main story point. Um, yes, there, there is actually a story to this. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. That, that's something that I was I was going to hope that there was, but I'm yes, glad to hear yes. that there is. But yeah, that there, there, there is a there is. relative coherent um, story to this. Uh, so the heroes and the villains kind of touch on like the hero side of it and the villain side of it, and kind of come to a, a head at both of those. But the nexus is where you can as literally anyone from your roster, heroes or villains, um, and you can put them in. And basically, the story is an alien called Ultimus is taking over um, universes or dimensions or whatever they call it in the game. And he has come to essentially Earth Prime, which is, you know, your Earth, um, and wants to take over. And now Nick Fury is not very happy about that, obviously. I mean, why would he be? Um, so he forms a team of everyone in the entire Marvel spectrum that he could possibly think of. Um, he just starts making phone calls left, right, and center. Um, basically, anyone that picks up is in the game. Um, so you have to, you know, fight back against Ultimus to be able to protect your dimension. Um, because basically, once he gets Earth Prime, Earth Prime is the center of the nexus of universes. So he can then go from Earth Prime to any other universe in the entire spectrum of Marvel and complete it, take off the, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, so that, that's the, the story in a nutshell. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much, pretty much the, uh, the campaigns. Um, there are events that run, um, like I touched on a little bit earlier with legendaries and sometimes when they update and they bring out new characters, they'll have a specific character event. So at the moment, the character event is Silver Samurai. Um, and you run through with a specific, um, like tagged um, characters. So, for example, um, you have to have uh, honorable characters. Um, so, honorable characters would be like Captain America, Sith, uh, Wolverine, Heimdall, X23, Daredevil, Iron Fist, Shang Chi. Like you know, characters that you'd assume would would be on that roster. Um, and then you can go through and, and unlock orbs to be able to unlock Silver Samurai. Um, and then events. So the most recent legendary event was Black Bolt. Um, and these events rotate, I want to say, about a week, um, give or take. Uh, the majority of the time, they'll have them going. Um, but the most recent event was Black Bolt. And uh, you needed to get the Asgardian teams up to um, five stars for each member of the team to be able to unlock him. So... I had them all up because they, they're all relatively farmable. So I had them all up apart from Hela, who is like the only semi non farmable one um, for early gamers. Um, you had to get onto chapter seven for the villains to be able to farm. Uh, um, so 
every I unlocked that maybe sometime last month. So I was uh, I was grinding through getting her character up, and that's why I blew through all of my power fours um, because I was I was like when when the event started um, or when they first announced that they were going to do the event uh, like a week ago. Um, I was like. 20 ish away from getting her to rank um like five star and i was like oh man you know i, I was like doing the calculations in my head i was like man it's a random drop so they're not necessarily always going to give me the character shards but if they do it's at least a minimum of two and i was like going through like how much it would be before the event started and i was like nope i've got to blow through at least a couple of power refreshes so that i can get it you know what i mean like i was like i'm not I'm not gonna wait for him to to come around again because that like the Asgardians or the team that I was just building naturally, um, just because they they have a really cool power set and everything, sort of their synergy really blends well together. Um, yeah. They're great in in most of the game modes, so I was just grinding them naturally, and I was like, man, I need these characters to be able to unlock a legendary. Like, I might as well like put my focus on this. Um, and then when I was like, oh man, you know, I'm going through like Magneto legendary and like. Um, the Adam Warlock legendary and Jubilee legendary events. And I'm like, I'm nowhere near these. I got I got Magneto um, because uh, again the mutant teams are kind of easily farmable for early game characters and early game players as well. Um, so yeah. I'm able to go up Magneto. But I was like, man, you know, I don't really care about any of these. Like I'm not going to grind for these until I get my um, you know as guardians up so that I can get Black Bolt. But I was I was waiting for the event and I was like, man, I have time. I've got time to prepare. No problem. And then the event comes around, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't have time anymore. Ah, oh, dang it. Um, so I just had to quickly, quickly go through them. Um, but yeah, I, I got Black Bolt last night, and uh, over the next week or so, I'll, I'll probably be uh, leveling him up so that he is the staple of my Inhumans team. Um, I know that the next event, the next legendary event, is going to be Ed Ebony Moore for the... Um, Thanos and Black Order team, but I don't have the rest of my Inhumans team up to um, five stars to be able to unlock him. So I'll go as far as I can, and then uh, and then probably wait until the next time round so that I can get him. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, character management and, mm -hmm. and resource like, management, resource well. management to make sure that you put all your efforts into the characters that you definitely care about. It's yeah. definitely it's a real struggle and a real grind, but it definitely rewards you if you can match things out perfectly. Yeah, and I mean, there, there are meta teams as well. Um, at the moment, the, the biggest meta team is the Infinity Watch team. Um, they're great in every single game mode. Um, there are teams that are specifically better in certain game modes, like, for example, uh, a Hero Sahaya team. Um, it would be Iron Fish, Shang-Chi, Misty Knight, and Colleen Wing. Um, they are the best alliance war defense team um so you want to bring them up put them on your alliance war defense and you know you'd be set the only team that can really sort of take them on is the infinity watch team right um and then for raids um the symbiote team is a really good raid team they're like the second best meta meta raid team um but the top is the uh, what everyone in the community calls the axemen which is astonishing x-men um, and that team of five is Bishop, Shadowcat, um, Beast, and Iceman, and Jubilee. Nice. Um, 
the four of them without Jubilee, because Jubilee's a legendary, um, so you've got to you know, grind up a little bit to, to unlock her. Um, I think it's the the Pym Tech team at five stars that unlocks Lady, uh, Jubilee. Um, so, so yeah, you got to wait a little bit. So the four of them are, are pretty good either way. Um, but Jubilee is really what makes that team like, you know, from like mid tier to top tier, you know what I mean? Um, so it's definitely, you know, you definitely want to try and grind for the legendaries as quickly as you can. And they, they did a, a super thing where they did, they've now got four legendaries that are just like year round. Like you don't have to wait, you know, for the event to start or finish. Um, so Nick Fury, Shuri, Star Lord, and Iron Man right. um, are the four that you've, um, you know, that are just running the whole time. Um, the only legendary out of those four that I haven't unlocked yet is Nick Fury because I don't want to grind my um, my Cree minion team up that much. Um, but apparently he's really good with one of the more meta teams that they just unleashed, which is the Secret Avengers, which is. Captain Sam America, um, yeah, man. Sharon Carter, uh, Maria Hill um, are the three Secret Avengers tags, and then you can either put like Coulson or um, Fury, or you know, so like a couple of Shield. Um, Coulson's people. in this game. Oh yeah, man. Phil Coulson's in this game, bro. Is he any good? Uh, I don't know. I just started grinding him up because um, I just unlocked Maria Hill. Right. Um, but I mean, from from what I can tell, he's he's pretty solid. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they've, they've really have been able to balance the uh, arena battler and like team battler with mm -hmm. everyone from Marvel Comics. That's oh, yeah. definitely something that uh, I've been thoroughly surprised by. I'm really happy to hear around. So I think, uh, is there any big talking points that you want to just sort of hammer home before we draw this uh, uh, assembly to a conclusion? I mean, I don't know. I can talk about this game for days. Um, I feel just, like you could. I feel so like you much. could. Uh, just there's, there's so a lot of the uh, there's a lot of the uh, appeal to it that could definitely suck me in if it if uh, other gaming pursuits didn't have my soul sort of on a death grip between 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 card gaming and Genshin. But uh, I suppose uh, one thing I can wrap up is that while this does appeal to me, I can't quite swing it at present. But who would you recommend Marvel Strike Force to? Um, anyone that has, um, anyone that enjoys gaming, but doesn't necessarily have the free time to sit down and, you know, crack out a, a game on a console for an hour or two. Um, anyone that is a Marvel fan, um, anyone that, you know, just wants to like test the waters on mobile gaming. Um, I feel like this is easy to get into. It's easy to stay into. Um, once you hit a wall definitely find yourself an alliance um because you will you will hit a wall around 50 to 60 um that's when i hit a wall and uh, just by playing by myself and then i reached out to a couple of the communities on like facebook or um, there's a really big discord following as well um so reach out and you know say you know hey you know looking for an alliance or are there any alliances recruiting at the moment and um you know join yourself a, a decent alliance because you'll through the, the rosters, they'll help you out with character building and getting rewards and, and things like that. So it's definitely um, a collaborative game. Like you can do relatively well by yourself, but it, it's definitely more of a collaborative game that you 
you want to join an alliance to get the best rewards for. Um, and I was lucky enough to to be able to join a, a, an alliance that was pretty much founded because people have real lives. Like there, there are alliances in here that take it very seriously and are competitive and, you know, spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on on in-game stuff yeah. to get the best characters and grind up the best teams, yada, yada, yada. Um, I'm blessed with our alliance where we don't really necessarily care too much about that. We just want you to have fun and, you know, enjoy playing the game. You know, obviously we want to win some of the game modes and get, you know, at least decent rewards, but we, we, we don't mind sticking it for the long haul because we know everyone has a life. You know, we, we understand that life's getting in the way of the game. Um, so, you know, it, I definitely would recommend it to pretty much anyone, honestly. Like anyone that's just got free time that just wants to, you know, sit down, download it, have a go. If you don't like it, you don't like it. It's no big deal, but it's free. You know, you're not going to yeah. hurt your wallet, you know, downloading it or, or purchasing it to play it for a little bit. So, um, but yeah. Certainly sounds good. Certainly sounds like it has an appeal to draw people in. And the alliances do seem like a great way to play it. And I'm really glad you got yourself a decent alliance. I know that there's been yeah. plenty of games that have a really toxic and not great guild experience. So mm -hmm. it's good that you found some decent people out there. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely has a lot of a lot of draw and I'll 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 have a look at it at the very least. So okay. I feel that I have been enlightened and I can always count on the people here on the hostile takeover to let me know about gaming experiences yet to be had. Thank you, pal. This has been it's been exciting. Um not a problem at all. Like and if you ever just want to just like ramble at it, you have you have all me on every social message. You'd be like, oh, I did this thing with this team. I'll be like, and I'll understand. <laughs> I'll understand some of it. Yeah, yeah. I'll just be happy to hear you listen and talk about it. But sure, in any case, gaming experiences draw people together, and I'm very happy to have had this one sort of enlighten me and blow my mind. But until next time, the fine listeners here on the hostile takeover can look to find the delightful Philip Clark on the following places. Where can our listeners find? you across the interwebs if you have places to um go. i mean not really i kind of just created all of them so that i could help out on the no ordinary heroes um, pages um <laughs> so you, you can find me most uh, most places you can find ordinary heroes uh, especially on youtube I'll, I'll be there um you know with the dungeons and dragons um videos and, and streams and stuff that we do so um mostly under the no ordinary heroes thing yeah Yep, uh, he does a great job running the community for No Ordinary Heroes. The ladies, Renee and Sandy, do amazing work there in the world of Dungeons and Dragony goodness. This has been a Hostile Takeover podcast. Thank you for listening, and until next time, live free and play well.